Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bass. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing? I'm feeling uh, 550. That's uh, on a scale of 1 to 100. I am oh, feeling 550% right okay, now. Okay, got it. Because that's how many episodes we've done <laughs> yeah. of the main show. So when we've done we did episode, close to 800 like, episodes all together. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. So when we did Sorry. episode 6... Oh. You were at 6%. Yeah. Boy, you're almost dead. Okay, fair enough. You I know need what? To do if, the show every week to, to stay alive. That's why, we, that's why we don't make those episodes available anymore because, uh, yeah, true. we're well, not really bringing it. If you donate, what, what does someone have to donate to get those first 40 episodes? $10. $10. You donate, donate $10. Mm-hmm. Uh, donate button is on the website. Yeah. You can, the, Tyler will email you a, some sort of uh, a zip, a zip file. Yeah. file of our first 40 ish episodes that we have taken down because we are embarrassed of them indeed but they're all there yeah for the taking if you if you want them yeah we um, need to get something oh, out of this if you want to listen to those episodes speaking of things on the website by okay. the time you're hearing this I'm, this is i'm doing a bill and ted type thing where i'm going to say this so that <laughs> i have to have done it by the time this comes out indeed uh, or we have to have finished it we've talked for years about the fantasy movie award season thing we do like our Mm -hmm. version of fantasy sports that we do and um we put the rules and the spreadsheets the google doc uh spreadsheets um uh uh, on a page on the website so that people our listeners can start their own leagues of uh two to ten people what we recommend two to ten yeah ten is should be the ceiling there ought to be yeah but we you know we're not the boss of you that's um so uh you you can there's a it says fantasy awards league at the top of the page you can click on that get all the rules get the materials you need to start your own your own league um there is a donate button there suggested donation five dollars i'm not going to tell you what to do but yeah uh, but if you appreciate we, all the work we, I mean, we did, yeah, yeah, mostly Scott um, yeah. <laughs> uh, put this uh, together. Um, uh, that's, that's finally we've, we've talked for years about about making these available so that yeah. uh, other listeners could play along, could comment on the yeah. on the on the page, could uh, could talk about the award season as it goes on, yeah. as if it's fantasy sports, which is a lot of fun. And now it's finally the, available. Now is the time to pull the trigger on it because we are only at this point maybe a few weeks away from critics awards starting to kick in usually november is when they start sure yeah um and so you're going to want to get your leagues all organized get your picks made uh in mid to late october and uh then you're all ready to go yeah there you go um so, okay uh what else do we have to, to tell people about well i'll tell you this david this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent international and classic films every day Mubi's curators introduce a new title and you have 30 days to watch it that means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy all for only $5.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Currently available on Mubi is Fritz Lang's second Hollywood film, You Only Live Once, starring Henry Fonda and Sylvia Sidney. I saw the sequel. I'm in the middle of an ad, David. <laughs> These people paid us money. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, was I supposed to not make that joke? Well, I mean, obviously you're going to make it, but the point is I have to, and then I have to be angry as though I wasn't anticipating it, right. but I was. Don't tell movie though. All right. <laughs> so in the film, Sydney plays Joan, secretary to the public defender. She has fallen in love with career criminal Eddie, who's Henry Fonda, uh, whom she believes is basically a good person who's had some tough breaks. Sure. It's a Fritz Lang uh, crime movie, so I'm sure it'll turn out just exactly that way. Uh, 
considered a precursor to uh, to Bonnie and Clyde. You only live once is a taut romantic masterpiece, and there is uh, so that is available at Movie right now. And there is a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Movie free for a month. Just go to Movie.com. That's M-U-B-I.com slash Battleship to redeem now, or you can click on the ad at BattleshipPretension.com. You're already there. You're already at BattleshipPretension.com. Exactly. Looking at the Fantasy Awards League materials. Go ahead and just go through there. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of on things, your way on your way to the movie, click that donate button. Absolutely, five dollars. Um, speaking of things, you can find on the Battleship Retention uh, website uh, is uh, a link in the left hand corner, uh, an image link to a place called Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com mm. is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great and they sound great. More importantly, and most importantly, Tyler and I use and endorse them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to be cool like us, you go to TweakedAudio.com where these earbuds are available for a low, low price. But it's an interesting you, strategy. Um, if you um, look, they're not actually going to be as cool as us. We, right, they, right. they just have to believe that. This is yeah. how advertising works. Okay. Um, already available at a low, low price, like I said, but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, uh, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So tweakedaudio.com is the, the link on the Battleship Pretension Cat page and use the offer code pretension. Indeed. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Tyler. Yes? Let's get into it, shall we? Okay. It's episode 550, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. All right. Long time, time, time for some math here. Long-time listeners know that usually when Tyler and I do an episode that has a number and that number ends in zero, it usually means we're going to be profiling somebody. Mm-hmm. The career we do it we do a an artist profile every ten uh, every ten weeks Indeed. except see okay if I'm, that I'm number with you. yes if that number is evenly divisible by fifty okay uh, but not divisible evenly by five hundred as we <laughs> we set a new president um, uh, then that means we're just going to fuck around <laughs> with some of our uh, yeah. favorite guests yeah look we've put in fifty sorry forty nine episodes of hard work it's time to bring five hundred and forty nine oh I see you mean no, every, every yeah every fifty yeah, yeah. Uh, we've put in forty nine episodes of hard work it's time to just for you and I to sit back and let our talented and brilliant guests just take the reins. Which they're pro- which they usually take anyway, whether we want them to or not. So we I'm might as well just let it go. Yeah, yeah, that we've had guests that have let, let, let us do this alone so far. It is strange. Yes. Uh, tell us who's on the show. All right. So I feel like uh, one of our guests has. It's been a while since you've been on the show. That, that's how well loved I am on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you're you're, oh, you're uh, busy. You're busy. <laughs> you need, and you need people who know stuff. That's always been the problem with having me on the show is I'll come on the show and I'll say a few funny things like, you know, maybe, you know, I'll do something about my balls or whatever. <laughs> but then you'll go, hey, have you seen such and such movie? And I will go, no. And it's a short conversation about a movie I haven't seen. So I know that I have a pop culture uh, gap. OK. Part of the reason because you say smart things about movies 
and I do not know stuff. You're wearing a Quantum Leap shirt, though. Uh, yes, yeah. I am. You're wearing your Ask Me About Quantum Leap shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, I know about one show. Okay. And that ended in the 90s with Scott okay. Bakula and Dean Stockwell. Give it up for those guys, Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. There's no yeah, audience sure. here, right? Um, well, you guys give it up then. Okay. Absolutely. Tyler, you haven't said, I don't think you've said this. Oh, it's Jim, it's Jim Bruce. Jim, how you doing? I'm fantastic. All right. I am, I'm, a, I'm in good shape. Right. I, mean, I got a farmer's body. If you've ever seen me, I'm surprisingly strong. <laughs> I can see it. I you do seem pretty solid. Like if what? I punched you in the stomach, I feel like it'd be like punching a wall. Well, no, no, that's the thing. I got a farmer's body. So if you punch my stomach, it it'd be it's all smushy and you know watermelony and okay. and and not good. But my upper body strength, okay, I'm just you know lifting hay bales or whatever it is that I'm doing. Honest look gun right uh-huh. that's pretty right? good that's pretty impressive you guys at home can't see this but if you click on <laughs> the link that they're going to set up uh, they're donate. also a five dollars suggested donation I will, I will come to your house and i'll punch you <laughs> you'll be like oh he's right that's that i wouldn't have thought he would punch so hard yeah. um yes yeah, so jim bruce that's what you can expect from him which is great uh, <laughs> but but he's not here by himself. We also have our old friend who's shaking his head in disgust right now. It's Wayne Federer. No, wonder. <laughs> First of all, it is in, not in disgust, but okay. I am. I do feel like I'm a little bit been baited and switched. Oh, okay. What happened? What happened here? Well, I was told that I was going to be doing a podcast, <laughs> Jim, all with all due respect, with a woman. <laughs> was that right? Yeah, I, I'm not going to say your name. And then another yeah. woman who was going to replace her. Yeah, a few people and let me dropped tell you out. Why, yeah. why I'm I, slightly... Because I feel like a podcast with four male voices, yeah. often people are like, I don't know who's talking. Okay, sure. So yeah. I'm just, I feel... Well, let's all decide what accent we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do French. Uh, David, you can do British. Uh, no. Uh, I'll, I'll do... Uh, I'll do Cajun. Sacre bleu. Yeah. That's Just, too close to... That's, that's the idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to, to keep it... Uh, so that's yeah, all. So I'm, pr- I'm thrilled to be um, here. Yeah, I want to say the person who canceled had a perfectly good reason that yeah. she was shooting a thing that was supposed to wrap yesterday. It didn't well, wrap yesterday. I'll say for the so, record, if anyone yeah. cancels on you, they got a reason. <laughs> <laughs> they got a reason. <laughs> well, that's a, that is the downside of... Because uh, we were lamenting earlier. It's like, oh, it's so hard to get two... I believe David just said, like, it's so fucking hard to get two people in the same room and it's like well yeah we're reaching out to like actors and comedians who have things to do and often right. it comes work up at, at the night. last minute yeah right. comedians work at so, night they work at night also we're not paying anybody anything and you live in the furthest northeast corner of los angeles county you could go a little not, bit further you, yeah, can no, granada, just, you can go granada hills if you want the best part uh, about this by the way the best part about this neighborhood was i was looking for parking and one of the spots i was like ah it's too bad there's a dirty old couch there or I could park there. <laughs> yeah, but there's a rock. That's a little hint for those people <laughs> who are trying sure. to stalk yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Well, that's where the filthy <laughs> couch. <laughs> 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 <It's>, <laughs> look, put it in Google Maps. Filthy couch. Yeah. It's kind of a landmark around here. <laughs> Maybe that's a system. It occurred to me that that'd be a good system for securing parking for it when is. you got no home. Point. That is what they do. Drop a dirty old couch, pull it back in your car at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily maybe not necessarily the couch but people uh, I've noticed that because uh, I've only lived in this house for like two months at this point and um, and I've noticed certain rhythms of this particular neighborhood and one is like I had this realization it's like man why is every why everyone's trash cans are out like 
all week long. And then I was like, oh, they use those to essentially save parking right. spaces. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop me from moving their trash cans onto the sidewalk and parking where I damn well please. Yeah. <laughs> because these people are selfish because they all have driveways where they can fit like five or six cars. Uh-huh. I have a small two-car garage and no driveway at all. These people are terrible. Oh, yeah. I hate my neighbors is what I'm saying. <laughs> Obviously. Don't let them know where you're here. <laughs> All or right. What if they listen to the podcast? <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> yeah, I feel like the odds are against that. But, uh, you know, but hey, we're growing. Well, anyway, I'm, okay. so I'm thrilled. You know, they'll, I'm oh, thrilled sorry. to no, I'm just thrilled to be part of number 550. That's right. Yep. Obviously, there was a 500 that I was not part of. That sounds like that was huge, right? I wasn't here. I wasn't here. No. <laughs> Neither one of us. No. Yeah, that's a bunch really, of ladies. That that apparently, what happened that day? There was, that was the biggest podcast of the uh, the show so far. But no, this feels good. This feels like we're in it, and maybe in 450 podcasts later we'll be invited I'm, for the, I'm here for the millennial or whatever let me, let me pull up my calendar we'll see what we're see doing we in 490 do. something weeks yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no that one's definitely going to be two women absolutely <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. To, to balance it out and you know what they'll never say I wish there were two more dudes <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, there were two so Perhaps. anyway I'm going to I'm going to say my name like a CB radio before I talk, okay. like a little, <laughs> okay. just so people right. know, I'm Wayne sure. Fetterman. <laughs> I would love if you said that. If you really, actually, I, I'd I love it for about I'm, five minutes. Yeah, I'd get, uh, I'd get I think that's a good idea. Quick. I will do the same thing. So before I talk, I will <laughs> okay. say that I am Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> solid, right? It's like a, it's like a, a solid joke. <laughs> it's like a low <laughs> stake. It's a low stake Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> so I all right, well. So that now is, we used to what I what I thought about on the uh, drive over here today, Tyler, is that we do these every fifty. Mm-hmm. This is uh, David speaking. Keep going. <laughs> every, every fifty <laughs> weeks, and so for a long time, these episodes fell like toward the end of the year, and we would always talk about like awards oh, yeah. movies and fall. It sort of just naturally became like every we'd say, "How was the fall movie season?" or whatever. Yeah, and then but it keeps creeping two bit. weeks earlier. Yeah, and so now we're at the. The tail end fall. of summer. Yeah, we're on the precipice of fall movie season. Yeah. That's um, why you should go on the old-fashioned uh, Jewish podcast calendar. It's more accurate, <laughs> right? right? It's lunar. It's lunar. Yeah, yeah the Jewish podcast <laughs> That's calendar. That's your problem. <laughs> By the way, do you, uh, just quick trivia. Do you know what Jewish year it just became? Uh, oh, I don't know. Would you like to? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 57, 78. How about that? Yeah. No, I noticed that it was Rosh Hashanah the other day. Or I, here's what happened. I, I drove to work. <laughs> I drove to work and I was like, no there are cars. not a lot of cars on the road. <laughs> it's probably a Jewish holiday because yeah, yeah. that's what always happens. Uh, and then, and it w- yeah, it was Rosh Hashanah, which I had to make sure was, uh, I had to relook up Rosh Hashanah as opposed to Yom Kippur to make sure Rosh Hashanah is the one you say happy Rosh Hashanah yeah, yeah, yeah. because you don't say happy Yom Kippur. No, no, no. It's like sad. <laughs> yeah. But it sad is. Yom Kippur is what I say. But I mean, I remember that like from years ago when I was, was driving on Rosh Hashanah and there's no traffic and I'm like, you know, in a way Hitler has a point. It is better without the Jews. Like I can get to Burbank in 12 minutes. This is incredible. I, I am going to start now whenever the traffic is bad. I'm just going to be like, Jews. Jews. <laughs> That's the common thing about it. lousy with them. Yeah. Just to clarify, that was Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> I think we got it there. Um, yeah, on uh, 4th of July, uh, my wife and I, it was like 3 or 4 in the afternoon, and we were driving on Ventura Boulevard, 
And it was, we both, we couldn't stop ourselves from saying like, this is fucking crazy because it was so empty. I've never seen Ventura Boulevard that empty, certainly at three or four in the afternoon, but everyone was at, you know, barbecues and stuff like that. And we just got from one, we got from the four Oh five to essentially the one Oh one eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so crazy. And then of course, uh, Christmas, is an absolute ghost town because everybody yeah. just goes back. You home. usually leave for Christmas, though. Right? Uh, not lately. These okay. days, I stick around and it's yeah. marvelous. Yeah. I love it. Uh, absolutely, I, I, Los Angeles is the best place to be for Christmas. On, yeah. cri- on Christmas, by the way, you will discover how not very Jewish <laughs> LA really is <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> right. the Chinese food in LA is not great. It's not great. Even that day, the day that I'm like, oh, I can guarantee go get Chinese food because I do that. That's a tradition in my family. We're like, all right, all the Christian, crazy Christians are out of my hair. I'll go to get the Chinese food. It's not good. But in like new, there's know. one crazy Christian that still draws breath. My wife and the stuff you do is wait. Fine. You don't eat Chinese food any other day of the year except. Well, it's a tradition, a Jewish tradition that when all the Christians are no, I get it. But I'm saying so that's the one day you eat Chinese food. That's a rule in the Torah. Much oft overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. My wife and I do tend to get Chinese food on Christmas, but we pick it up and take it home because you can't get a table at a yeah. Chinese restaurant on oh, Christmas yeah. Day. It's insane. Interesting. Because everyone has that. Sometimes that I'll get Japanese food because I'm a reformed Jew. Is that a joke? <laughs> Close. It feels like that's almost no, a joke. No, it's in the vicinity of a joke. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it had all the parts. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it's slightly racist. It was great. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's like humor adjacent. Um, yeah, this is, very, this is very odd for me because I have no personal connection to Judaism at all. And I think I'm the only one in the room at the moment. I'm glad that you're the one Christian who will admit that worshiping Jesus is no connection to Judaism. Not a, Thank uh, you. Not if I can help it. That's what I say. Um, yeah, what an odd turn this conversation has taken. Um, but uh, we want to talk about movies? How about that? Movies are fun, right? It's actually right? not an odd term. I, I wrote down, everyone gets pretty racist. So I, I wrote it down. It's just, uh, there's only one note here. Okay, I know, I know the beat I'm going to hit in this whole episode. <laughs> So what? Uh, okay, let's talk about movies. What, what uh, Tyler? You said we're at the end of the summer. Uh, did you guys like the big summer movies this year? I well, I don't know what that means. Are you talking about Logan or are you talking about Lucky Logan? Uh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Well, I guess I was Logan referring Lucky. to more tentpole type stuff. So I guess Logan. But when did that come out? May? That's fair. That was yeah, like that's m- I think that was like March. Oh, that was okay. too early. What, uh, um, Baby Driver. Is that what you said? That's that a summer movie. Is that yeah. a summer movie? Wonder Woman. June. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw early that. June. Mm-hmm. Technically spring, but we think of it as a summer movie season. Yeah, we sure do. Um, on uh, for the listeners, that was me and Tyler talking just now. Yeah. yeah. We have an ongoing debate about when spring or when summer starts. Oh. Um, it's not June twenty first. No, see, I know that that's what it is. That Look, it's on the summer solstice. When, he, he says he June, wants to July, go. July, August, summer, September, October, November, fall. Okay, this is it. very easy. No, it's you're wrong, but it's fine if you want to live like that. 
<laughs> There's a very specific day where it starts. Yeah, I see. You and I are talking sense over here. And you know, and I'll say this, like, certainly from a temperature standpoint. Um, yeah. So my wife is a... You wedding. know what that is, by the way? That sci- in science, that would be precision versus accuracy. Huh? What? Tell Look me what up. that means. Precision okay. versus accuracy. Let's talk about this. Um, so, <laughs> and this would be Who's like... Who's talking right now, by the way? J- Jim Bruce, everybody. Okay. <laughs> the Jew. Um, no, precision versus accuracy is the thing they talk about in... Uh, science and I'm not going to know which one is which but it's you can measure something with precision and precision is you're getting as close to the actual truth of what the thing is and and accuracy refers to how how you colloquially use a thing so you're actually accurate you're Hmm. just not precise all right science baby I like it but that was fun but also there's a very good chance I'm wrong so, okay. but I had this talk with a friend of mine who used to work at NASA. Now, by the way, if you ever meet a guy who works at NASA, anything you have to say as a comic feels stupid. Of course. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I was at a casino a couple weeks <laughs> for a couple of weeks. That's pretty good. I did. I never know at NASA. I did briefly date someone who was like legitimately a rocket scientist. Uh, so that. That but joke. you did not work at NASA, what, uh, SpaceX or something? Uh, whichever one is in El Segundo. That was a, it's like a it's a government contracted place, but yeah. she had like a government like uh, security clearance. I'm always super intimidated because uh, <laughs> I always hoped I'd have been smarter. So <laughs> when I meet somebody who had a gig like that, because I read a reasonable amount and I make a reasonable effort to know stuff, uh-huh. but it don't stick. But I try. I'd make an effort. But when I meet somebody who made it happen and became a engineer, what else is a smart person? A, like a carpenter? I don't know. The president? <laughs> the president? Yeah. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. That took a minute. Oh, we went crazy. Um, what <laughs> about like a computer programmer? Would you say that's a smart person or someone who has a very specific skill set? Uh, Probably a little hmm. bit of both. Like yeah. he writes code and stuff. For the a, most part. Or is it just like a... OCD dude. See, My, that depends on the coding all they these. do, right? It depends on the coding they do. Because yeah. if they're they they're great at web design, no, they're an idiot who found a way to make a living. Right. If they're doing the kind of coding that, like my friend worked on, I think it was Galileo, mm-hmm. and it and it malfunctioned in space, and he was part of the team that wrote programming on the Earth to reprogram it so it was still functional. That guy's smart. The guy who's like, well, I you know. I'm going to get the hit counter to work. That guy's not smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. My, learning. I'm learning. My, uh, my brother is a uh, I, uh, software engineer. That sounds right. I don't know. He's explained to me what he does many times. I have not retained any right. of it. Uh, something with computers. Uh, and I remember at one point he, uh, he, it was very nice of him. He described me as uh, the brains of the family. I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, yeah, I can talk about movies. Who cares? Like you work with computers, which everyone uses. Incidentally, we use it to host our show. Exactly. Like right. you don't need me. We all need you. But he was just being like politely calling you the nerd of the family, right? That's probably true. Yeah, he I was could probably see that. also like I know this, and Wayne, you would probably know this. This is not Wayne. This is Jim. But <laughs> when you do comedy and when you perform in front of people, you'll meet smart people, brave people, people who are contributing to society, and they're always really amazed at what you do yeah. which is a wonderful magic trick <laughs> it is it is it, and and i get it because your brother maybe isn't comfortable speaking in front of people mm. and you do come across as intelligent if you can run your trap pretty well right sure fair, fair enough. enough sure yeah 
So, yeah, and it's uh, and I'm just like the right. president. <laughs> I'm saying you're right. You're not the smart one, but he probably does think so. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, and I'm even. I'm at. U, I'm going to UCLA right now. I'm getting my master's in cinema and media studies. Awesome. I'm sure that sounds very impressive. It's still just talking about movies, really, and occasionally writing about movies. Again, and when you read all these, like I'm, I'm moving towards academia, which is rough because everybody in the department knows how much I hate academia because it is such a circle jerk, and it's just people writing papers for each other, and right. it, it won't even really permeate the culture. Like right. film wow. fans won't even write, won't even read this stuff. So it's like academia is like analog film Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what analog means. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> analog means just not digital. Oh, yeah. And film okay. Twitter is film fans and critics tweeting at each other about movies. I guess that's true, but it's at least movies that that the average person has probably seen. Right, right. You know. Um, well, can, can I piggyback what you just sure. said? This is Wayne talking. Um, <laughs> last, since I, we last spoke to you, I've actually joined Academia. What? Yeah. So I know you hate me now. No, I don't. I'm circle jerking <laughs> as we speak, apparently. <laughs> yeah. At your rival school, it's called University of Southern California. Oh, oh I, Trojans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. OJ Simpson. Yes. Yeah. He was a uh, running back there. For Bruins all the way. That's that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But well, I'm teaching. Con- um, I, I've already taught one semester of it. And I'll probably be back again of like advanced stand up and stand comedy history. That's All awesome. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. How about this? What? Just as a freebie. Yeah. Give all give us give me. Yeah. Give me one point. <laughs> How do I be a stand up? One point. I'll, I'll give you my number one piece of advice, okay. which is don't ask anyone how to be a stand up. <laughs> so that's mm. it. No, it's my number one piece of advice <laughs> is get up on stage. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's very simple. It's, can I give not, you, that has not changed. Go can ahead. I give the second bit of advice? Yeah. Don't do that. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Nobody, you, I think you'd agree with me. If you don't need to do stand-up, then don't do stand-up. Yeah. Right? Because I need to do it, right? Because I get depressed if I don't get on stage. <laughs> yeah. I do. And I'm sure you have a thing where you need to. Because you're a very funny man and you need to be heard. But if you don't need that, right? Go do what. Be happy. Go do other things. Talk about movies. Go see movies. There, there was movies. have a person who loves you and have conversations with them. <laughs> there was, uh, there was this element That's when I advice. when I was moving some uh, some like family friends in Missouri found out that Jen and I were moving from Chicago to Los Angeles to you know pursue the film thing. And they said like, oh, that's very. I think they used the term brave. They said that's very brave. And it's like. I can't do anything else. This is all I have. And it's not, I guess there's a passion there, but it's also a uh, tremendous fear because like, this is all I have. And it's very difficult to break into. It's probably why I'm falling back into academia <laughs> because at least I can talk about it and I can fake it. Can I say something in defense of sure. your degree? Sure. And this not, this is Jim Bruce with not a joke. A okay. friend of mine is in the same field as you in academia okay. and she has the same experience. You write papers that may never be seen no. as in her job because she was working with like some of the film archives at whatever school she was at. She rescued a Charlie Chaplin film. Oh, And here's the thing. I don't know if you'll end up doing that, but you might do something similar and you might do something that matters for movies. 
So it's a, it's a fine field. You might be the guy, but I, see, I think that you dislike yourself enough not to get caught in a circle jerk, jerk, where you like movies more than you like yourself, and you recognize your own limitations as human. You have humility, maybe is what I'm trying to say. That's... I think I probably push it a little far, and it goes into full-on self-hatred. But yeah, uh, right. let's let's say that. But she rescued a damn Charlie Chaplin movie. That's pretty great. That would have was was it being held hostage? <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? Was it like, yeah, by, was taken being, situation? Was being, she has a certain set of skills. <laughs> and let me ask you this: really, being held hostage by Himmler? Is that a good joke? Borderline a really, joke. Oh, really, jokes. who rescued who? Is the question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh. Pretty woman? Is that the reference? <laughs> I'm referencing. Yeah, let's say, yeah. Let's, oh, okay. I thought we were talking movies here. No, I was referencing the little stickers people put on the back of their. Uh, uh, on the back of their cars to let people know they quote unquote rescued a dog. How great if I had a sticker that said who rescued who and I'd go I did I have the money it's just a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look I love the dog but but wasn't that the end of Pretty Woman like I'll rescue you right it's, back it's, it's possible I don't you don't a, know the movie? I've seen it once I didn't think it's it was been that a great. long what? time since I saw it. Oh yeah. It's not that God. great right? No it's a good movie. It's, what are you talking about? It's a very well done movie. She became a star from that movie. Yeah. I don't think you're making right. a point though that it's good. It's got its cultural problems. Like if you object to like she's a gorgeous prostitute <laughs> right. who's never been punched and she's never gotten a disease and she doesn't have a. Pr- but you know what? Maybe I'm wrong because there are sex workers who love it and who live positive lives. So maybe I'm just an idiot. But if you have a problem with that, but the movie structurally what? is a sound movie. Okay, you've seen it once. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. Great. You didn't think it was good. Can I ask the circumstances where you saw the movie and how old you were? Were you with a prostitute and you felt <laughs> right? That's <Were> <laughs> like I really should really be out buying her dresses right now. Um, uh, I watched it on DVD. I don't know. Uh, okay, okay. I think okay. now I think I'm, what happened is I didn't see. I'm it. a big, you know. We've talked about this many times. Like I feel like the environment in which you see sure. a movie for the first time influences the movie in a huge way. Okay, yeah. who you're with and how you saw it. If you're just by yourself watching it on DVD. And the not age. even Blu-ray, <laughs> and the age at which you see it, you know, like the what? The age, of course. Like, I, I think that, that was actually part of it because I was an adult already. Mm. Like I had already moved out it's here, not- so it was in the last twelve years. So I think I had spent probably twenty-five years hearing about this movie, hmm. um, or maybe twenty years, I guess, at the right. point. And hearing it's it talked about as a classic, Gary Marshall's best movie, right? I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. That, you don't even know Gary. I know. Of course, I know who Gary Marshall is. I, I don't think I'm a big enough fan. Of him as a film you don't director. Know Valentine's Day. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Mother's Day. Um, uh, I don't think I'm a big enough fan of him. Fan of him as a director for Gary Marshall's best movie to mean anything. to mean yeah, to be a ringing endorsement to me. Right. But as an on-screen presence, he's great. Yeah, absolutely. As an actor, I love everything he yes. does. Yeah, remember- everyone's going to say the same scene, right? It's going to be from Albert Brooks's movie Lost in America, which I love, but I haven't seen it in a long That's time. That's not the scene you're thinking of. Okay. No. What? What? Scene you know was, what? I, what comes to mind is more recent than that is when he was on Louis. On playing Louis, yeah. Essentially, well, that, less moon. Again, can we keep this to movies? Guys? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not going to like this. I remember when he was on Murphy Brown, and I thought oh, he did a great again. job. Again, my my favorite Gary Marshall scene is, if I'm remembering correctly, is when uh, with the 
when when he's being offered the diamond and he, the snap the box. Oh, and then oh. Hit that big smile of his. his big radiance. <laughs> big radiant smile. <laughs> I feel like I'm coming real close a lot of these. Uh, okay, well, here's the, this is a good question. What's a movie that you didn't see for a long time, yes. heard nothing but good things, and then were let down when you finally saw it? Do you, uh, do you guys have examples like that? I'll Mine is Pretty Woman. <laughs> Yours is Pretty Woman. <laughs> Tyler, what about you? Hmm, that's tough. It's I have a few answers off the top of my head, but I saw them in high school, and it's entirely possible that at, in high school, I feel like I'm more likely to be let down because I don't even really know what a good movie yeah, is, and yeah, certainly right, what a right. classic movie is. So I remember like really not responding to The African Queen. Yeah, uh, I can see that, yeah. Because, you know, I was a big Bogart fan. I like mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is the movie he won Best Actor for, and so I watched it and be like, yeah, it's... It's fine. And mine from a few years before, as you know, was The, the Hustler. was a movie that left me cold. Uh, yeah. Um, That's the Jackie Gleason movie. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> it's interesting. He is in it, yes. <laughs> the Pino Paul has a part. Yeah. Too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, our friend Paul. Don't you think that's a product of your age and what you've yeah, gotten used to as course. far as pacing? Of course. But I, we talk. Yes and no. Oh. I mean, if I were a normal, you know, millennial, an average millennial. I'm a millennial, you guys. Um <sighs> Uh, then maybe, but I'm also someone who spends a lot of my time watching old movies. Like I feel like I'm pretty easy, able to get into the cadence of of old movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when Lord I was in, but when I was in high school, like I was not used to that pacing yet, no. and I don't think I there. I still liked you know a lot of film noir, which is a really good introduction into older films. But yeah, I think an argument could be made that I was. If I, were to, if I were to have watched The African Queen when I was, say, 25 or 30, and at that point I'd seen a lot more movies and I was more used to that sort of cinema cadence, um, I think I probably would have liked it. But now... But your I've friends tried... would have hated it because you wouldn't shut up about it. That point, <laughs> That's right? probably true. Yes. <laughs> I do have a movie like this. Okay, so I okay. remember. It was, it was called... God, I hope I get this right. The Music Box? Oh, the, it's a Holocaust movie, right? It's a, I think it's a Laurel and Hardy. Movie. Oh, <laughs> is it called the Music Box? Is it the music? Where is that the one where they're moving the thing up the no, stairs? No, no. I mean that I've seen also, but that's yeah. And I was like, everyone was like, "This is the greatest comedy. You got to see mm. it. This thing. It's and oh, yeah. Okay, now I, I've got one. Yeah. It's like official. Uh, Some like it hot. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, nineteen fifty nine. Like yeah. I, I love when. Uh, Tony Curtis is doing his uh, Cary Grant. Um, I enjoy that. <laughs> well, you but didn't enjoy Jack Lemmon too frantic? I don't like young Jack Lemmon. I, you I, do you see I, Mr. Roberts? Yeah. Oh, oh Mr. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, that movie. And you didn't like him in that? Not really. Oh. I think uh, The Apartment, you know, he's starting yeah, to make yes, that transition. Yeah, yeah. 1960. But yeah, that kind of madcap quality to him is just something I never really Some Like It Hot to. suffers from that problem, too, of I'm sure people loved it at the time because they were willing to suspend their disbelief. But the whole time you're like, nobody thinks these are ladies. Yeah. No one. <laughs> but let me, but you will admit, like, it's constantly wrote voted as the number one it is, comedy in the history of movies. Yeah. Go, or at least going back to the you know full feature movies in 1917. Yeah. yeah. Oh this AFI put it, it at is? number 1. And I don't know. I just I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I think a little of it is the ending 
is a very progressive kind of thought thing that was like Shot. And it's and it's also just a really solid ending. And, uh, and it's, just, it's a long movie. Yeah, I think it might be over two hours, which is long for a comedy. For a comedy at that um, time, unless it's Judd Apatow, in which case he's really restraining himself. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forget that you're friends with him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> sorry, Judd. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I know you've been in a few. I can't remember if you were in. This is forty hours long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but those lists, because there was another one recently the BBC did like yes. a list of like best comedies. And I sometimes it was I number feel, one on it, wasn't uh, it? I can't remember. It, it was definitely high. I can't remember if it was number one. But in general, I have a problem with these. Like, comedy is different. Like, I feel like when you do a list of the best comedies of all time, that's one where I'm okay with a little bit more like recency bias because I feel like comedy, like what is funny changes to people. Yeah. Does anybody remotely find 12th night funny? And I'm not joking. 12th night Shakespeare play with Puck. Have -hmm. you ever been to that and thought, ah, I'm so glad my friends are doing this. Never. I don't know, I thought, I've seen a production of that. I thought I wouldn't use the word funny. No, you wouldn't. I would use the word delightful, though. Really? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think those plays, when you get into it, you're like, oh, this is kind of a... I the, despise Twelfth Night. And I like do? Shakespeare. I just find it to be... I find Shakespeare's comedies wear on me. His dramas... <laughs> His dramas are amazing. <laughs> I think he's a pretty good writer. <laughs> oh, hot take. Wait, hot take so you're over saying here. his historical dramas are good? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> the safest thing anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is the comedies are garbage. Really? Um, Tammy of the Shrew I find funny. I think that's a well done, and it translates. What about um, the, one, the, the, the play that is a spoiler in the title, which is called All's Well That Ends Well? <laughs> okay, that's that's <laughs> he spoils the whole thing right at the beginning. Yeah. So it ends. Everyone falls in the well in the end. When I was younger, I would have been dumb enough to go, and I'm not that I'm so smart now, but right. I'm smart enough now to go. What I don't like about it is like, ah, I've seen that kind of joke, and of right. course that's dumb because everybody stole from that. So right. I'll give it its credit. I just never personally watched uh, Shakespeare comedy and went, oh my god, can't believe that. I've never been surprised. Yeah. I think delightful is a good word yeah, as yeah, well thank because you. you can just be watching <laughs> that's a great that's word. Tyler complimenting Wayne. <laughs> yes, <that's, laughs> you, know you know what? You know what? I am I am still enjoying this joke. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there are things that I've watched that you know older things that it's like I recognize that they are funny right. or that they were seen as funny and I'm smiling. Right. You know. Uh, I don't particularly think arsenic and old lace is that funny, but I'm enjoying myself. Has, have any have any of you watched Duck Soup? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. Of course. Duck Soup is a great movie. That's the Paramount movie with the Marx Brothers. That's right. right. Yeah, there's a that movie is funny. Those guys are funny. There's a scene in the front where oh, yeah. at one point it goes sponsored by the NRA and you go what? It's <laughs> just very jarring and it's got the everybody needs a gun song and that's funny to me no. not the way they intended mm-hmm. but uh, the one I'd say is Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, that's right. I did not enjoy Lord of the Rings. Not as funny much enough. As not funny. Not funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you I want mean, any of them? Tolkien's comedies. I've never been a fan. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine, but what I what I will say is that I didn't enjoy them as much as I thought that I might, given how much mm-hmm. everyone I know enjoyed it. And right. I think that was the criteria of the question, right? Yes, because I did. They're great movies, of course, right? But it just 
that didn't work for me. Whereas I, I probably have a short attention span because all of the like uh, Narnia movies worked great for me because hmm. I'm like, oh, this is great. We're in and out. Somebody's a, a talking dog, and this is great. A perfect movie. <laughs> perfect movie. Wow, that's really. It's just interesting. It's, I mean, it, I'm always. Like, movies are so personal, and there's no... That's why these lists, which I love to do, and we've done... Oh, yeah. Actually, I think we my first one on here, we worked on a list. Yeah, well, and one of them. I think we also did, like... Oh, that's right, because we did a, a... Countdown a, of comedy? Of the top 50 comedies as voted by our listeners. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah, number yeah. one was uh, Dr. Strangelove, which I do still laugh at. How, how is, how is Airplane not number one on everybody's list? Because that movie's Airplane usually is my number one, as it's, far as just pure funny. When can I, can I make a... Please do. I'm gonna, this is Wayne. This is Wayne. This is Wayne. <laughs> um, I feel like there's some, at the very end, the third reel of Airplane is not great. Like, I feel like the first two thirds of it are phenomenal. Hmm. And then, I'd have to watch it again. I think the third, and you know who agrees with me? Is one of the directors and writers of that. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw it with him, and he wants to recut it. That's how <laughs> bad he feels we, like it fails. Were you, last time I saw you, I've yeah. seen you twice since we last recorded. Right. Once. Uh, I ran into you at the going away party of a mutual friend that I did not realize was a mutual yes, friend until yeah. you showed up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, Wayne's here. But then I saw you at the TCM Classic Film Festival. Of course, of course. Um, and this will go into what we're talking about because the theme this year was right. comedy. Right. Um, and I would say I saw a lot of comedies. I probably laughed hardest at Top Secret, which was Top the most, Secret, right? the most oh, yeah. recent comedy I saw of it. Yeah, yeah. The other one they showed, I'll say actually for funny, funniest movie of all time, I've always had a three-way tie. It's Airplane, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, oh. and Best in Show. Oh, um, oh the, my goodness. This, and they showed Best in Show yeah. at TCM Classic. See, Christmas I like romantic comedies. Does that even count as a comedy or no? It counts, it counts, but then what I always think is then make try to make the determination, and it's very personal, but is it mostly what I like is the characters and the romance, or is it mostly that I like that this is funny? Like when Harry Met Sally strikes such an amazing balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, think that I just saw it again. Just saw it again. Bulletproof, right? I don't know bulletproof. <laughs> what, what do you dislike about it? Harry or Sally? No. No, I love it. I, I love just don't it. like no, it is. I mean, he literally, like... Took like a lot from Woody Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. And then dejewed it, even though. I like, Thank yeah, God, am good. I right? Yeah. Again, back. <laughs> that's our theme of the show. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Things are better without the juice. Get them out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jim speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I, I love it. I, I'm just trying to think of what 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 I didn't. Like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tell me your favorite scene. Do, do you know Harry Met Sally? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you See, like, I feel like I'm like I love that movie more than I like Airplane. And that's so. And I feel like it's a comedy. Isn't it because so you, I feel like that's a better comedy than Airplane. I said it. That's fair because you're also rooted in the characters. My favorite scene from uh, when Harry Met Sally is honestly Bruno Kirby having to take out his yeah, wagon yeah, wheel, yeah, 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 <laughs> coffee table, that's and unbelievable. go. Don't say anything. That's so perfect. <laughs> and if you have been in a relationship, if you're married and you've made that concession, because I used to have also from Chicago, I used to have this stand up of stand up cardboard thing of Michael Jordan that is not in my house anymore, <laughs> but it always was and it was one of my favorite things and my wife was subtler it just kind of I was like hey do we still have that (laughs) (laughs) so in that level that movie is so good on so many levels that 
that I would almost be willing to amend my. Your, that's a great pick. Just airplane. I don't know. Makes I don't me, even know if it's a comedy. I don't even know what it, it, it definitely is. Definitely is a comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. Airplane just I can and as many times as I've watched the film, I'm always even jokes that I see coming. I'm like, God, yeah. I love. Oh, I love airplane. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love air, but I do. I saw it with a full crowd and. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Is it Leslie Nielsen? No, it's Abrams or the Zucker. One of the Zuckers. Yeah, it's one of the Zuckers. You're blanking it because it's a Jewish name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and he said it. And then I watched it in the film. I was like, okay, like they go one, they go two too many times to the inflatable thing. Hmm. Like it's interesting. Yeah, but other parts of it. What's your favorite scene in that movie? That's probably. Oh, that's a good question. My favorite. I got mine. I I have. uh, Who are you? uh, What's that? Uh, This is David. Okay. There's a visual. There's a visual gag in an airplane (laughs) that gets me every time, even though I know it's coming. And it's I think it's before Robert Stack leaves the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dog. Yeah, he's like adjusting his tie. It looks like he's standing in the mirror, and then like yeah. the dog runs through, and you realize he's just standing in like the do- the doorway adjusting his tie. Yeah, there it are kills joke- me every time. There are jokes that I think of as being an airplane, but they might actually be an airplane too. <laughs> is a- Robert Stack? Sonny Bono is not an airplane, right? He's yes. an airplane too. Uh, Robert Stack is only in the first one, right? I think so. I haven't seen Airplane okay. 2 in forever. Where he takes off his sunglasses yeah. and there's another oh, yeah, pair right yeah, underneath yeah, and then good. he pulls those off dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid yeah. and so ridiculous, <laughs> but I love the commitment. Oh, I just want to so watch Airplane right now. So many smart jokes. I'll tell you my favorite scene and then yeah. Wayne Fetterman will yeah. tell us his favorite scene. Yeah. My f- thing that makes me laugh every time is when uh, the um, stewardess borrows a guitar and it's just her walking down the aisle laughing at everybody <laughs> in the head with the guitar. That's such perfect physical comedy. And everybody reacts. It's one of the few scenes where everybody reacts semi-realistically. Like, they don't get real mad. You just see a woman kind of cradle the back of her skull <laughs> and, and just is like, what just... Here's why that and works. that leads into, of course, of course, an amazing scene. Of course. And here's why that works so well is that the guitar makes a noise yeah, when yeah, it yeah, bounces that. off of people's heads. Like, there's a... Oh, it's perfect. Okay, these, this again, I'm probably forgetting because there's so many great scenes, but the two of the just little things is when they're going through the airport and there's the Hare Krishna and then there's Jerry's kids and he gets punched. Like, he <laughs> keeps punching everyone asking for money. <laughs> That's like, I, thought that was, I thought that was kind of funny. And then the, uh, I... I guess the tr- the translation one I think is very funny. It's I know funny. I can't really do that anymore. Right. But no. I thought to the jive translation. And but she- it's still, if you watch it with anybody, they still find it funny. I think if it came out today, they towed the line perfect. You could do that. Well, I feel like jive. I feel like that's not even a way black oh, people yeah, that's talk true. anymore. Like it's like a, right. Yeah. Yeah, I slip it. To, yeah, so I'm not going to do it right now. But uh, <laughs> but come see him live. That's one of the signature pieces. I do jive. He does uh, a solid eight minutes. Chunk of just pure jive. It's like, God, he's been up there for 30 minutes talking somebody's jive. <laughs> jive. That's a great word. Um, now, oh. Airplane reminds me of something, uh, since we're talking about comedies. <clears throat> but I, everyone yeah. agrees, one of the greatest comedies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. 1980. But yeah. the art of the spoof movie or parody movie yeah was really sort of bastardized and fell apart by the I think the Waynes and mm-hmm. the yeah. Seltzer and Freeberg people Ugh. and then um, 
uh, unfortunately it didn't start a new trend, but David Wayne brought it back with They Came Together, which I think is, speaking of romantic comedies, it's the airplane of romantic comedies. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you, did you I've see never it? seen it. I've it's never seen so it. good. Like it's it. called They Came Together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it sounds great. It's a, it's a Paul Rudd, uh, Amy Poehler romantic comedy, uh-huh. but it's a spoof of romantic oh, I comedies. Love it. I, love it. I don't know why I'm blanking, but what's the movie that's a, that's about a war movie and it's, Got three trailers at the beginning. Why am I blanking? Oh, Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Great. And that's, yeah. that was a nice, ah, it's not another poorly done airplane. Because yeah. Airplane and Monty Python are both equally brilliant and semi-guilty of crimes that aren't their fault. But Monty Python is the group that makes people who are bad at comedy go, oh, I know what it is. Say random nonsense. Right. And Airplane is the movie that goes, oh, I get it. Throw in wacky references and wordplay. And those comedies are great, but they unfortunately unleashed idiots. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, wacky references and wordplay <laughs> turned into references. Yeah. The end. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. It's, it Not was even wacky. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I wish. Uh, I think it was, it was either date movie or epic. I think, I think it was date movie where listen to this, listen to this brilliance. They, they have uh, you know, a character that's like Napoleon dynamite, which by the way, a comedy that, that parodies other comedies, especially silly comedies. I think uh, it's not going to work. Like the reason they came together is because, there are moments of genuine drama and seriousness in romantic comedies. And so mm-hmm. that's why it works. Cause it can take itself seriously. Um, so you can parody that, but when you try to parody a comedy or a comedy character like Napoleon dynamite, you're probably not, not going to do any better than the original film. So yeah. what's the point? But anyway, you may recall in Napoleon dynamite, he wears a shirt that says vote for Pedro. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this I can't. in date movie. <laughs> they have the Napoleon dynamite yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. He has a shirt. It says, don't vote for, pra- for Pedro. That's oh. <laughs> a good twist. That's a good twist. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> good twist. You expect one thing, you get another. Perfect parody. Yeah. That uh, is the laziest horseshit I've ever or, seen. What's or funny? was that actual politics? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're taking a stand. Here's the fun thing to do Pedro. is watch those Seltzer and Freeberg quote-unquote comedies like now and try to remember like, what are, what are they referencing here? Because yeah. they're so like, I th- I, like meet the Spartans has like a, like a March of the Penguins jokes in it. And it's yeah. like, it's like, Oh, I guess that was about that time. May I offer up another movie that I think is pretty good comedy okay. or very good comedy. Okay. The Princess Bride. Oh, oh my God. Has anyone yes. ever seen that? <laughs> many, many, many times. Uh, You've seen I, it many times. Many times. It is a great movie. It's now, pretty solid. Still, you won't. Pretty Woman just once. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I, maybe I'll just, go. You know what? Maybe I'll go back. We watch. They came together. I watch Pretty re- Woman. Re- we'll do another podcast. Okay. Uh, that yeah. is a pretty. That's now that's straight yeah. out comedy, right? But yeah. there is a romance. But the heart at it. The heart at the bottom where it's it's got a romance. Romance. It's got a romance, but it's also got a grandfather relationship yeah, with a kid which that is, is really one sweet. Of the most yes. endearing things uh, in the right. world. That's so great. It's, it's also an a, action movie and a fantasy movie. Yeah. While being Fred Savage carries that film. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the, when I say that it's perfect, it's because it's it's okay. A, can we? It's can a swing for the fences that hits every like, to make everything. to make a very sort of contemporary for the time sense of humor movie right that is also a throwback to let's compare and contrast that to mel brooks's robin hood men in tights which have similar it's not i mean that's obviously a parody of robin hood movie yeah Yeah. uh, do you 
I'm throwing it out to the class. I think I, I think. do think that Mel Brooks. I mean, obviously, Young Frankenstein is amazing. Blazing Saddles is amazing. There are things about Spaceballs that I think are solid. Right. I think by the time the '90s came along, I wonder if. I think he was still kind of trying to do the same types of jokes, yeah. but I think he maybe got. I, I feel like he with Robin Hood and Dracula Dead and Loving it. I feel oh, like right. it right. feels like he's that. not that committed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Both of oh, them do have a cinematically hit. committed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I will offer an opinion about it. May I? <laughs> this is Jim Bruce, everybody. Yeah. Um, Men in Tights. I don't think is a good movie. Do yeah, you think okay, it's a good okay. movie? I know. I'm asking you. I'm asking okay, you. I do not think it's a good movie. And what I started to think about Mel Brooks is what I think about a lot of comedians who get into their autumn years and when they seem less funny than they used to, the problem with him is he had gained way too much respect. Yeah. He married the woman of his dreams who loved him dearly until the day she passed. He had plenty of money. So he he was fine. And when he was fighting up, he was an angry little Jew who knew Wayne didn't want him here anymore. (laughs) But no, but I mean, for real, you might be right. There might be something. He had some fire underneath so that when he does like springtime for Hitler and the producers, that's not just him going, ah, make a Hitler joke. That's him going, fuck you guys. We're still alive. Well, and there's a lot of racial stuff in uh, blazing saddles. Absolutely. But I think the other thing is, Producers and in uh, in Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, like I think that he has a lot of familiarity and respect for musicals and westerns and True. and the horror movies. And I think when he gets into just well, the Robin Hood movie was huge last year. Let's make a parody of that. Like right. it, it, there's less did inspiration. You Life sucks. I think that's what it was called. Uh, I, yes, I did. I did. Life well, stinks. Did. I think it's Life called. Life stinks. Yes. Life stinks. That was a lot of people think. And I love Mel Brooks if he's listening. Um, a lot of people think the problem was that Mel Brooks scored so big whenever he did those cameos in Blazing Saddles or mm-hmm. something like that, that he so like, oh, I'm I'm the funny guy. Right. I can carry the movie yeah. and the cut to. That's what I think the problem with a lot of those movies yeah. were at the end. That's I will a say, bad movie, um, right? Yeah, well, he plays like, <laughs> he's just it's, he's making the thing about homelessness, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. too comparisons. Yeah. Well, what we were saying before about like or what I was saying about like Seltzer and Freeburg, like even the bad Mel Brooks movies still have yes. really good jokes. Yes. In yeah. it. No, quick. Like yeah. Richard Space Lewis, yes. uh, Richard Lewis and Men in Tights. The joke of that his mole is in a different place yeah. every time, and when someone finally mentions like, "Wasn't your mole on the other side of your face this yeah. morning?" Yeah. He says, "I have a mole," yeah. and it's that's the, a great joke. It's the same joke as the hump from. Uh, uh, young right. Frankenstein, yeah. but Richard Lewis just it they they clearly said like be as Richard Lewis as you can be, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and then Dracula doesn't loving it. Peter McNichol as Renfield, oh sure, like whatever energy is not in the rest of the movie <laughs> is just channeled into that performance, and it's great. I also like the joke. This is a dumb joke at the beginning when Peter McNichol tells the town, townspeople he's <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm scheduled to meet with Dracula, and they're all Dracula, Dracula, and one guy goes scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, even in uh, History of the World, Part, part One is that mm. what it's called? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's. There's amazing funny scenes in that. I enjoy that movie. It's a flaw. You movie. like that movie more I, than Drac? I mean, uh, Robin Men Hood. Tights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the jokes are better. Because I know people who think Men in Tights is like their favorite Mel Brooks movie. How old are they? Yeah, they people sound like they're younger than we are. Go back to this thing. They're they're younger. Yeah, they're, I mean, obviously. 
Yeah, it I was think a we, 90-year-old. It was crazy. No, I think was, Tyler and I are of the age when it comes to Mel Brooks movies that it took us a while to realize that Spaceballs isn't all that. Oh, right. Yeah. Because Spaceballs was, came out at right the exact time. It was the first Mel Brooks movie, certainly, that I yeah. saw. Yeah. Probably a lot of we, people my Because we grew up with Star Wars. And then oh, this comes true. along. It's like, oh my uh, gosh, Pizza the Hut. Actually, I do kind of like that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, there's still good stuff. That's like that. David Cronenberg, like body horror stuff. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but combing the desert is not a good joke. It doesn't belong in that movie because you're like. You're, I just laughed at the joke, yeah. by the way. I but, like, we all laughed at that. Yeah. But you're you're satirizing Star Wars and you're like, ah, well, you know, I'm all out. Combing the desert. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're the first guy, the first major guy to make a parody of Star Wars. You're like, that four jokes and now I got to do the comb in the desert thing. Come on, I know there's something else about the robot or the lady. There's stuff. Well, and anytime they're poking fun at the franchise, I feel like they're doing pretty good stuff. Like the constant merchandising and all that. I think that's pretty effective. Um, And I just... I miss John Candy. Me too. I was going to say, I do love to see John Candy in that. And Mm -hmm. for those who are too young to have remembered when he was around. He had a special kind of magic being a funny fat guy, yeah. but he could be athletic like John Belushi, but then he could also be lo- lovable like John Belushi never could. Yeah. He, you could actually love him and root for him. And he had like, you know, planes, trains and automobiles. That movie yeah. is a fine film, but it's because of the stars. The movie itself is good, but it's elevated. Yeah. And yes, Steve Martin's great, but John Candy, that's the movie. And right, and he was starting in his career to move into other things like uh, making big pancakes. <laughs> Absolutely, That's, that was a passion of his. Oh, but he was struck down in his prime. Uh, but like you know, Cool Runnings is not that great of a movie, but his performance is mostly dramatic. Yeah, uh, and then he's great in JFK. He's only in like two scenes, but he's, he's in JFK. Yeah, yeah. He plays uh, he's this, the guy who's constantly mopping his brow. You might need to be more specific on that one. But no, he's wearing sunglasses the whole time. And he's like this fairly corrupt lawyer who's like an old friend of uh, Kevin Costner. But he does the New Orleans accent. Yeah, he does. And and the character, and I I, I actually watched uh, footage of that guy. Uh, It's Dean something. I don't remember. Anyway, but he, uh, that's how he talked. And so he would, he would kind of, you know what? He kind of spoke a little bit of jive himself, like quite literally. He's like, it goes, He's like, you got the right ha ha, but the wrong ho ho. And like, he just, but like with this weird, he would just kind of talk around things. And so you need somebody who kind of has a comedic sensibility, but also being very serious. And John Candy is great in it. And it's, it's a shame that he died when he did. Cause I think he, we could have Are seen you talking more. Kennedy? Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I yeah. Sorry. It's a shame we were that talking most about JFK. people died when they did. Yeah, he really could have done some good things. He was moving into more dramatic roles. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you old enough to remember uh, SCTV? Oh yeah. Okay, so you, you can you, at least reruns. This his dramatic play, yeah. chops were on that show. Yeah, there are whole episodes of that because that show was very different from SNL, and mm-hmm. that was, of course, their choice was to distinguish themselves. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm making a face because we're talking about television. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, you can continue, but I'm just not going to join in. So his dramatic so chops. So Shakespeare's plays fair game for, for, for some reason. <laughs> I wasted on my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> my own medicine. Sorry, Jesus, that's bitter. <laughs> nice move. Nicely done, David. Uh, the Christmas episode where he's stuck in the snow, where William B. I think it's William B. Williams is the character, stuck in the snow, 
and he really wants a crane for this movie he wants to make, but he's a movie he wants to make. Yeah, okay. Does that work? <laughs> Character wants to make a movie, and he's over budget, and they fired him, and and in the end, he's freezing to death, and Santa <laughs> brings him a crane so he can have the crane shot in his stupid movie. It's great. There is... I, I don't think it was SCTV. I think it was like some comedy special that Billy Crystal was a part of, and John Candy came out as Orson Welles. And... So it was like, you know, early Famous 80s. filmmaker, yes. Orson Welles. <laughs> and he's got, you know, he's got the beard. And he's he's not trying to, like, really capture the voice, but he is trying to, ca- he is capturing the cadence and the way he carries himself. And so he's, uh, he's just kind of standing there, and Billy is talking to him, and he's got his, and Wells, John Candy as Wells has his cigar there and all that. And then he starts to look off camera at, like, the director, and he goes, what? What do you want? What are you asking me? <laughs> and he's like, I'm on my mark always move your camera <laughs> and it's just like because you can't hear the other side but right, just right. this idea of like because in the early 80s like yeah the only like yes citizen kane that's all well and good but he was still alive and he was known as just this troublesome uh asshole and it's uh, it's delivered beautifully um uh, I, w- I want to go back to something we were talking about. Uh, well, we would talk about this a lot yeah. uh, with these best of comedy lists. And I mm-hmm. talk, I, 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 uh, I think Jim kind of got to this when he's talking about romantic comedies. Like there's a difference between, I think funniest comedies and best movies that are comedies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause I, I mentioned my mm-hmm. top three. One, one of them was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Now I think life of Brian is a better movie than Holy Grail, but I laugh more at Holy Grail. Yeah, I think as far as full-on laughs, I think Airplane is my number one, but I think as far as best made, I think it's Dr. Strangelove, um, which does also make me laugh, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, uh, but you know. Are you a Peter even Sellers within- fan, by the way? Yes, I, I think I am. Do you remember the Pink Panther films fondly? You know what? I came at them a little bit later in life as opposed to friends of mine who grew up with them and just and love them because I adore them but I'm pretty sure they're not as good as I thought they were but they're still but Peter Sellers is yeah great. it's still it's still hilarious and he finds he, yeah he, he clearly finds the French accent hilarious yeah and he is going to play it up as and much he, as he and can and in such a broad wacky comedy he does small things because yeah. he's a great actor the thing with the globe I'm sure you're all familiar with the globe yes. thing that's ridiculous no, oh that's right yes yes no, but anybody else, just about anybody else doing that, it would look so telegraphed. And with him, no. it's just not. No, he is pretty special. But I, my favorite thing in Strange Love is George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's the performance. Yeah. I mean, that Peter, Peter Sellers is yeah. great playing every other member of the cast. Right. But yeah, <laughs> Scott has to. And it's something I didn't, when I was younger and I first saw the film, I, I thought it was great mm-hmm. i loved it and of course i'm drawn more to oh this guy's playing three characters and he's doing well at all right. of them but it's like but as i got older and i learned to just think george c scott is amazing i was like oh this guy over here is doing so- like what is he doing with all that gum he's just constantly <laughs> chewing it's gum and it's oh i love it i don't know my favorite is the guy who says you're gonna have to answer to the coca-cola corporation keenan win whose dad was a comedian yeah, uh, his dad was Edwin, right? Yes. Yeah, um, the Mad Hatter is how I know him primarily. Keenan Wynn, great. Keenan Wayan, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, I did, I did watch uh, m- many years ago. I watched I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which I thought was not yeah, bad. A good movie. You know, oh, yeah. So he well, like, that movie has something to say. I guess yeah. You know, comedically, it has something to say. It's not just let's see what throws on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's I guess got a point of view. 
Yeah, I guess, and then and then he moved into a very into a worse type of uh, parody with Scary Movie, which again still does make me laugh from time to time. Yeah, I feel like and we're skipping over don't be, have, don't be a menace. I feel which like is, all of those parody ones, there's like the batting average is low, yeah. but once in a while it, they nail. Yeah, sure. Except for right. the Seltzer Fever ones. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. those. Well, those don't even really feel like <laughs> movies to me. They just feel like a collection of references that take about eighty-two minutes. <laughs> right, um, can I take do a little curveball here? Sure. I just saw a movie. It's okay. on my mind. I'm gonna throw it out. Absolutely. I don't know if anyone has seen it. It's called Battle of the Sexes. Have you I haven't seen, seen it yet. I have not. Who is in it? There's this girl, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She's the lead actress. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah, and then okay. Steve Carell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Feels like he's Directed famous. by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris. Yes. I mean, yeah, Little yeah. Miss Sunshine, a movie I do not care for. And also, oh, that's a very divisive movie, I feel. Yeah, I also made Ruby, Smart, Ruby Sparks, which is... Oh, they made Ruby Sparks? Yeah, with the, the Paul Dano... Uh, well, but uh, that, she Kazan. wrote that script, didn't she? Yeah, Zoe Kazan. Zoe Kazan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got in a lot of trouble for liking that movie. I'm uh, not not with me. I I like that movie, but I feel like a friend of mine who's a girl was just like, oh, that's the classic. I'm going to mess this up, but it's like pixie fairy tale thing. Oh, man, pixie Pixie dream That's it. That's it. But I feel like the movie, I mean, I'm a man, so. We do manic pixies. But I'm saying, (laughs) I, I feel like the movie is more about that trope. Oh, it because is? he creates this one, like he literally creates this no, person no for question. himself, and so I feel like the movie is more aware of that trope. Wasn't there also a uh, Will Ferrell movie with a similar Stranger uh, Than Fiction? Yeah, didn't they, he create write something that was no? He found out that he was, was created. Fic- yeah. yeah, Emma Thompson was writing a story that he was that oh, was his okay. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of in that movie. I love. I don't think it yeah. necessarily is perfect, but there's a lot of creativity in that that I so, really. Wayne, like. what did you think about all the sexes? Well, I don't want to talk about it just myself. Okay, I don't want to talk. About it. Well, I, I mean, all, it is, I, I'm just a tennis fan from back then. I remember okay. the the match and the whole thing. Me and, too. I'm planning on going and seeing it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so just, when we come back, and when are we next on? <laughs> Episode 1,000. 1,000. So, yeah, we're only 450 episodes away. So I got Uh, time. I can see it. No question. No question. No question. No, but I was, like, thinking about, because I remember at the time, like, Margaret Court was such a better tennis player than Billie Jean King Mm -hmm. at, at everything except... Beating Bobby Riggs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the one thing which, he was not good which at. as she was playing Bobby Riggs, she's like, "Oh, I wish I was better at her than this. Uh, better than her at this, because this is really important." Beating yeah, Bobby Riggs. Yeah, yeah. So um, apparently, and are you still a tennis fan? Mm-hmm. Very uh, much so. Very I also so. love tennis. It's a great sport. Yeah. That's I've the never, greatest sport. I think you might be right. I would agree with you. Uh, no, no, I was asking you. <laughs> Is it the greatest sport? You said you said it's No, the, I say it's said it's a great sport. A great it. sport. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't really have a opinion about what's the because I don't know what I'd be ranking. I love boxing. But boxing for me, it turns out, is about personalities because mm-hmm. I was young enough that I could see Muhammad Ali in his prime. Right. Saw When We Were Kings in the theater and cried. Mm. Yep. A great movie. Um, but I realized if boxing doesn't have the right personality, I'm not just a fan of watching I didn't it. See, I didn't see When We Were Kings. Is you that know the story the, behind it, that's right? That's the King family, right? Right. No. Yeah, <laughs> this is a joke you guys aren't going to have. No, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. It was stupid I said that. Um, <laughs> so there what's, is, let me ask you, what's the best tennis movie? Oh, that's a good question. What Are the, there many? There's the Woody Allen film. Match point. Match well, point. that's... Yeah. 
You know what? As a tennis movie, I think it's pretty good. Good, because there's another. There's Borg. There's a Borg Connors movie. I mean, Borg McEnroe movie that's coming out in a month or so. Yeah, with Shia LaBeouf as McEnroe. Yes, movies. That's a good question. You should do a list. Maybe you can get fifty tennis. I think the list would be the the top the. The fifty any tennis movie. Because I don't know if there's fifty. That's. I'll tell you one thing. There's a wonderful tennis sequence in a great movie called Strangers on a Train, uh, where this one guy, these guys meet on a train, yeah. and they they. They've been before, though, right? Huh? No, they're no, total they're... strangers. A hundred percent, David. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, but no, it's is this uh, a Billy Wilder movie? No, it's a Hitchcock. Hitchcock movie, right? What am I thinking? I, I know what I'm thinking. I'm sorry. You're thinking of uh, something like it hot again? Um, <laughs> I'm like, so something like it hot again was the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Bit of trivia about something like it hot that I think I've said on the show before. You've said it a billion times on the show. I'm surprised it took you this long to get to it. Uh, about the TV series? Yep. Okay, do you know about that they made a pilot for a something well, like a hot TV wanna, series? If you've said it a million times, I'm not You really. guys don't know. The listeners haven't listened to every episode. Tyler and I are the only ones who have listened to every episode. I don't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> I mean, because we're Oh, here. sure. Yeah, I don't listen I'm to it I'm still a little iffy on that. Um, <laughs> they made a pilot for a TV show with some of something like it hot. But um, uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis obviously weren't going to do a new series, so they filmed the opening scene, where it's Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis saying, oh, these mob guys are still on our tail. Let's go have plastic surgery. They walk into, like, a door, and then they come out as the other actors. And then the, the show goes, the on, actors? goes on from there. I don't know who the, what their Tom names are. Tom Hanks and <laughs> Peter <Skullock. laughs> Um I just, I, I find that hilarious. It's such a hilariously like easy. Clip. Is that on YouTube? I, I've never seen it. I've only heard. This, is, this could be apocryphal. It's not apocryphal, but uh, I, I've never seen it. But I love that you've repeated it many times, even though you've never seen the actual. <laughs> no, I, I know that it exists. You do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You so like, saying that so is like the, the day the clown cried. We yeah. know it exists. No one has seen it. You saying that is like the me winning best actor in Missouri. Uh, that's yours. Oh, like, okay. Eventually we'll get there. We got to stop talking about something like it hot. It sounds like. Yeah. Or Missouri. Okay. So yeah, let's do that. Um, um what I, forgot just what I, I forgot what I was saying. No, we're trying to think. Yeah, I mean, the tennis scene. You're talking oh yes, about? yes, yes. Strangers okay, on a train. So, Strangers on a Train. Billy so, um, the B- Billy Wilder Strangers on a Train, <laughs> no, starring sorry. Uh, sorry, Tom sorry. Hanks and Peter uh, Peter Scolari. Um, <laughs> I like to incorporate everything I've heard into one thing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, one of the guys, uh, Farley Granger, I think, is uh, is a tennis player, and there's a scene where he is playing tennis and the guy who expects him to kill his wife he's in the stands and everybody you know in that's this very great. Hitchcockian yeah, uh, yeah that's great I can shot, see it yeah everybody in the crowd you see their their heads are going back and forth back and forth and he is saying right. he's only looking at the guy that's great and it's a very it's a really nice visual um, but there's also great there's good, good tennis scenes in obviously Annie Hall Annie Hall yeah, yeah. and in Fletch right isn't there Fletch. there's like a, a tennis I think you're right yeah, yeah. You know? um, I don't remember now hmm. yeah 
Um, the Squid and the Whale has some good tennis sequences in yeah. it uh, with uh, Billy Baldwin, I think, as the tennis instructor. The mm-hmm. remake of The Gambler starring Mark Wahlberg as a tennis it sequence. It does, with that guy that you hate. No, I didn't. I don't hate it. He's a great actor. Emery Cohen, I think. Emery Cohen, name? yeah. I think yeah. The Cat in the Hat has tennis in it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I think if that's true, that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> Probably. It's got tennis. Movie. Greatest sport I've heard. <laughs> I think it's also in... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no, I can't think of the name of this movie. Um, no. Yeah, so anyway, there's, there's no review. I just saw it, and I was just more thinking okay. about Margaret Court, and I think Emma Stone is good at it. Okay, actress. favorite sports movie. Do you have a favorite sports movie? I will give you what I think is the best sports movie, and then I'll go to maybe my favorite. Oh, you're, right. you're on. I think the best sports movie is Rocky. Okay. Okay. 1976. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't really argue with you. It's probably that. Yes, I know a lot of people would say Raging Bull. I don't love Raging Bull. Um, it's just so but horrendously it's not really unpleasant. Even a, it's not even a sports movie. It's uh, more a, the sequence. The boxing sequences are very. The sport is well shot and right, but it's not about a big thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. I would, here's a couple other off the top of my head. Um, uh, for another example of a sports movie is. Best Picture, 1981. Chariots of Fire. Yes, that's a sports movie. It's okay. the thing, the thing, and the end is the event. Yes. Another one. Okay. National Velvet. Ooh, oh, I've never seen movie. it. Is never that seen a great movie. Horse, never seen that movie? Never is seen that like it. horse, oh, I think yeah, horse really riding or something? Like yes. Okay. Elizabeth Taylor, Mickey Rooney. Hmm. I'm going to say 1930. Um, wow, I did four? not know it was that old. That's interesting. Oh, it's in yeah. color. It's amazing. Go Natural. Ahead. No, I think... Uh, natural, yes, hits a home run at the end. Big score by who's that guy? Robert Redford. No, the guy who does oh, the music. Not the big score he makes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, uh, the the guy who wrote uh, Little People or Short. Oh, People. is it Randy Newman? Yeah, it's Randy Newman. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah Randy Newman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay, I think you're probably right with Rocky. I will offer up Bad News Bears. Yes, um, yes, sure. of course. And then course. to go, uh, course. A much more recent, a personal favorite of mine from the past few years is yeah. Goon, the uh, the hockey movie with Sean William Scott. Oh. I don't know. Uh, which I, Tyler just saw. It for I the just first saw time. it. It's you actually saw? it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. it's what? loosely based on a true story of a guy who was a uh, a boxer and in the eighties got hired to play like minor league hockey, even though he couldn't stay, skate right. just to be an enforcer. Just it, about their beat people. Is Field up. of Dreams a sports movie? Because I absolutely I mean, love it. It, I feel like those aren't sports. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but maybe, maybe. I mean, they're obviously the uh, you know field. Of, what's the other one with Costner where he's the pitch, the minor league pitch for love, for the love of the game. League of the Durham. 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 Obviously, on League of the Durham. What is wrong with us? Ten cops. <laughs> By the way, that was weird. Bull, Bull Durham is like. So many people's favorite movies. Right? Right. We both go, oh, for the love of the game, the same Raimi movie yeah. from 1997 Something that like no that. one yeah. remembers. We do. What is wrong with us? I know, that was weird. It's almost it's like, like we've been hosting a show for 550 <laughs> fucking episodes. <laughs> is it time um, to put it to bed? Is this the last episode? Uh, could be. I could see this. This is, looking at your faces, that could no, be the, what are you the end of us. Where am I? But, but I do have a serious question. Do you guys think about body? putting it to bed? Uh, no, no, actually, not at all. No, no, this that. is uh, they're in it. This is the most yeah. rewarding thing I've ever done. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I obviously, I married, I married uh, my wife. That's above. Right. As Tyler far as puts the podcast above his marriage. Oh yeah, she'll tell you that all day long. <laughs> Look, you haven't been married that long, David. <laughs> that's um, true. You know, I've been married for twelve years. 
we both get it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking, of course. Uh, as far as prof- any kind of professional endeavor, yes, Battleship Pretension is like the uh, best thing. Um, but uh, here's what I'll say. This is going to sound super, yeah. appropriately, it's going to sound super pretentious about Field of Dreams. It's a sports movie in that, okay, just bear with me. Don't make fun of me immediately. It's about the essence of sports. It's about the spirit of sports. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, there is, you know, there's baseball and, and all that, and we do see some of it, but it's about something bigger than that. Like, you talk to any, like, my dad was a huge baseball fan, and you talk to any baseball fan, they love Field of Dreams. Right. Why? Because it's, it captures a spirit. Okay. And so all I right. feel like it is a sports movie in a certain way. I don't, Officially, I don't think it is. I but. don't think that that's pretentious, and I will say, for a certain kind of guy, not me, because I can cry all the time. Sure. But for a certain kind of guy, there's these opportunities where you're like, oh, I am allowed to cry about my dad. And that movie gave so many men, I mean, it's an older movie, so even worse than guys today, because guys today, I'm pretty sure you guys cry hourly. Sure, yeah. But guys well, in the old right, days, yeah. they... We millennials was frowned upon. My dad was not a crier. He, he was more than happy to give me something to cry about. <laughs> but he was not a crier. And those are the kind of movies where you got permission to remember having a catch with your dad. And I remember stuff like that. I Look, Muhammad Ali, we talked about it earlier. I loved Muhammad Ali, the boxer. But you know what I loved better? Watching boxing with my dad. Yeah. Wow. Loved it way better. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, I think you're right. And when I think of Field of Dreams, I think of my dad. Yeah. Um, it's not just because it's a movie about his he dad, it. but also, dad yeah, my dad <laughs> also but my dad loved the movie. But I think to Tyler's point, I think you're right. But I think when I, when I think of a sports movie, I tend to think of a movie that generates its drama Amen from out. the, from the inherent drama there's also of sports. That, there's sure. also like Hoosiers to me is a sports. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. you know, no like the guy is does that hold up? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. It's a great movie. I think it okay. does. I think yeah. people, think that might be the best basketball movie. Amen Out holds out, too, by the way. I I am a big fan of Moneyball. That was my favorite uh, film yeah. of 2011. And really? It's, yeah, I know. Surprising. Um, the year of the Tree of Life. Yeah, and Take Shelter. <laughs> Sorry, I, there's something about Moneyball. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Which I didn't like that much at the time, but since I've really come around on. Um, Just name it great movies from 2011. There's a great, like... Kind of party scene in Tinker that is amazing, where they're kind of doing this stroll dancing. Do you remember this at all? Are we thinking about the same movie? You're thinking of um, I'm actually. Thinking, I'm thinking of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Now, am I wrong about this? There's like a Sammy Davis song that's playing at this office party. Oh yeah, it's like a Christmas party, and it's uh, yeah. It's inc- I, that might be my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, it is. It is a great movie. I did not recognize it at the time, but I also saw it when I was super sick. To to say what oh. you're to talk about okay. what you're talking about. Um, I saw it on Christmas Day. Jesus. Brought in Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I recognize that Moneyball is a lot about behind the scenes. But there's still, and like the two main characters are not actual players, but one of them was, and there is a lot of drama on the field itself. So I, I, I don't think it's the best sports movie, but I, I think it may be my favorite. I also, I, I'm a sucker for like any story where like everybody is doing things a certain way and there's one guy who says, Hey, maybe we could do it better. And everyone just piles on him, but it turns out he's Can I say another movie that has sports is a very important element in it. I don't know if it's a sports movie, but I love it. It's called Heaven Can Wait. Oh, it's a great oh, yeah, remake yeah. of Here Comes Mr. Jordan. Yeah. 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 
Would you? But that's not a sports movie, right? Even though there's a, there's hardly even any uh, sports uh, in it, is there? I, it's been a long time. He's a, he's a football player. player. No, I know. He's going back to the Rams. His character is a football player. I can't remember how much sports we actually yeah. see. Can I say this? This is. I'm just going to talk about myself. Sure. I a did, farmer's body. No, I did <laughs> extra work in a movie called Black Sunday. Oh, which yeah. Which is a movie about Bruce Dern, a, right? a terrorist attack at the Super Bowl. That's oh, right. With the Goodyear blimp. They take over the Goodyear blimp. Who directed that? Is that John Frankenheimer? Yes, it is. Okay. That's my yeah, first yeah. director. I get yeah. that wow. confused because I haven't seen Black Sunday, but I have seen Two Men in Warning, yes, which very is similar, a very terrible similar. movie, by the way. I really don't like Two Men in Warning. Yeah. It's a nihilistic, it's just a mean-spirited movie. Oh. It just been, it's like the movie's over two hours. It's been Can you tell me exactly hours. what you mean by nihilistic? Uh, it doesn't value anything. It gives you two hours with these characters just so that you can see them picked off. And you don't, there's no catharsis, there's no learning anything. There's no point to it other than... Is George e. Scott in that movie? Uh, no. No, um, uh, Jack... Klugman is in the movie. Oh. Hmm. A lot um, of people make that mistake. Yeah, Cheetah <laughs> um, Rollins is in oh, it. Okay, okay. Um, a handful of um, Charlton Heston is in it. <clears throat> I think he's one of the ones who survives. Um, okay. Anyway, it's just it's the movie's over two hours, and two of those hours are just like a day in the life of these people, and then at the end, the guy just fucking shoots everybody, and they die, and then it just ends. And I just felt like was that, that was just mean. <laughs> like, I, why did I sit through that? That makes hmm. me want to see it. <laughs> Your review makes me want to see it. Um, so how long have we been going? Because I don't want to start up another... an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. That's, well, I feel like I don't want to... Isn't that I don't want to start anything up again. Um, oh, okay. Is there anything we didn't get? Oh, yeah. Sport movie, sports movie I like to talk about in an interesting way. Uh, Miracle. The hockey yeah, movie. Yeah, it is good. Of yeah. course, of see, course. I think that's a movie that the sports stuff is so well done that whenever we're not on the ice, I'm kind of like, let's get back to the games. <laughs> I like the games. Uh, the, the other stuff felt, felt a little bit by the numbers, but Kurt Russell's great in the movie as yeah. his wig uh, yeah. and his he, sport coats. He really has kind of had this late career. Oh, I mean, I know that was amazing. like 2003, but like this little renaissance, like uh, as he, as he got older and just realized like, Oh, I can kind of play these character parts, which he was doing anyway. But uh, like, yeah, you know, Jane, Hateful Eight, I think he's great, and I love him in Bone Tomahawk. But you know what? I just just today remembered that he was in Vanilla Sky. Yeah, he's he great. Yeah, and it's it's tough. I remember I have a very specific memory of him saying saying like I'm real, I'm real, oh, and like okay. and that's a, right. that's a tough thing for an actor to sell, you know, especially when you're contemplating whether you exist or not. Like, yeah. That's pretty rough stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, yeah I the comedy of that great. delivery. Cause he does, yeah, you're yeah. right. He's brilliant in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I did, sorry, there's a, there's a comedy movie that's been bouncing around in my mind. I know that we moved past it, yeah. but, uh, I do think it's in the running for best comedy ever. Tootsie. I think Tootsie is a marvelous film. Uh, I think it's a well-made film, yep, and right. I think it's I laugh out loud a lot. What is that? What is Bill Murray's? That is one crazy. Hospital. That is one nutty hospital. No, nutty hospital. And I'm saying it in once. like the most Bill Murray early <laughs> 1980s way. Um, All I right, would, let me push back a little on Tootsie. Okay, why do you? And hate, I love. Why do you I hate Tootsie so much? I, again, the worst piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Tootsie as well, but. The writer of that movie. Okay. I'm blanking on his name right now. He used to. It'll be. He used to do the. Um, oh, he wrote the book. The funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Hmm. Does that help? 
he also was the guy who brought MASH to television. Larry Gelbart. Yes. And I looked that up. If I had not looked that up, I would have known it when you said MASH, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge MASH So Larry Gelbart tried to take his name off that movie. He was so disappointed in it. That happens sometimes. Um, and just I just too close because it's not what the movie is, but what he thought it should be. Right. And so it's that gap. Right. And there's, yeah. I assume, right. I think you're it's right. A yeah. fly, I can't believe he wasn't at previews and like, okay, this, whatever this is, this is <laughs> crushing. <laughs> right. Right. It's not the hard hitting drama. I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Tootsie's not on my list of favorites, though. I like it. But I couldn't remotely put it. I like it too. No, I I respect that you like it that much. No, I like it a lot as well. I like it a lot as well. That's an example of a movie that I had heard a lot about for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then I saw it, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Because I think I had heard, like, you know, to speak to speak about uh, uh, some like it hot. You know, oh, the men dressed as women, right? And it's like, well, that's what Tootsie is. So it's like if that's what the it's if that's where the humor comes from, then right. I'm not going to find it funny, right? And then and you see it, and it's like there's so much more to that. And movie. the truth is, with Dustin Hoffman, he is equally believable as a dude or a lady, <laughs> <laughs> unlike Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, and uh, and I think there's a nice. It's interesting. So Jessica Lang won supporting actress for Tootsie uh-huh. in a part that is not funny. Um, like yeah. she is kind of the, the heart of the film. Right. And I remember I was watching an old, uh, Siskel and Ebert episode, uh, in which they were talking about her winning, uh, supporting actress and saying like, she has one, the hardest role in the film because she has to be fooled, but not seem like a fool. Yep. And it's like, yeah, that is difficult. And you know what? Well, I can't remember the name of the actor, but the, the gentleman who kind of ha- has, is smitten for Tootsie. Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple. Yeah. There is Charles Durning, who I think is uh, Jessica Lange's father yes, in that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of this sad, and lonely that, old man. The great thing about that is, unlike, say, White Chicks, a nightmare of a movie, <laughs> um, and just a nightmare where you're like, there are two monsters that everybody think look like women. <laughs> um, but unlike that, you feel bad for him that... Because he's lonely. The underpinnings yeah. of his... You know what? I'm wrong. Tootsie's up there because I'm remembering his performance. Remembering his yeah. performance and you're like, this is so heartbreaking. This is so real. He He's looking for love. He's looking... Yeah. It's not some wacky, ooh, he's going to try to have sex with her. No. He's going to yeah. try to get loved and have meaning yeah. in the le- end of his stupid life. Can oh. I also say there's a crazy line in that movie that could never be written or done in a movie theater. Can I can I say it? Yes. yes. You're going to do it right now? I'm going to do it right now. I'm Tootsie. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that, I literally wish the podcast ended right there. <laughs> that would have been perfect. No, what was it? The line is Charles Durning. She was like, you know, when he finds out that it was Dustin Hoffman at the end, they had that scene. He goes, you know, we never kissed. And he goes, that's a good thing. Because if we had, I would have had to kill you. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And it's uh, well, yeah. and that's right for his character. I know, yeah. but that's an intense thing to it say. Is, you're right. That's Wait, I think that's where we should have stopped the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I would have had to kill you, and then just stony silence right, for like right. ten right. minutes. No, I want to bring up another movie oh. before we uh, another comedy because Tyler, I, we were Finally, talking about someone's talking about movies. Uh, yeah. Spaceball is a movie from our childhood that doesn't hold up that well. Yeah, one that I 
also came out on the same time that I loved that does hold up and doesn't make these funny, dirty, stuffy lists is Wayne's World. I think yes, Wayne's World yes, is really yes. solid. No question. Uh, front to back. I never responded to it. I never liked the sketches. I never really. really? I think I would like it more now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, it since out. I was a kid. Check it out. It is funny. Yeah. It is very funny. And I like the I like the Af- I like finding out later that Garth was uh, muscled in by Lauren Michaels, and that wasn't something that he originally <laughs> wanted in the sketch, <laughs> Mike Myers. I find that funny as far as backstage politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll mention one from my childhood. Who remembers the Apple Dumpling game? Oh, wow. I was yeah. that was a kid. Yeah. You know Don what Knox, I love about right? that movie? I love it's that not it's a, a comedy, g- though. No? It's a drama? I feel like it's more like, isn't it more like a family feel-good movie? It is, but there's comedy in it. They're a gang of, called the Apple Dumpling <laughs> Gang. It's got a comedy in it. So you're saying you don't like Don Knotts' dramas. <laughs> uh, I will say that one of the things I love about this movie, and I've been wanting to say this publicly somewhere in your podcast, there we go. I love the fact that it's a great movie, but it's not well-loved enough to ever get rebooted. I think the one I watched is the last Dumpling. Give it to me. So the final Dumpling? Uh, I think so. Can that I, makes me feel good because I just don't want it to. This give reminds it, give me it of, time. The, yeah, this reminds me of something, though. Uh, I'm a big fan of... Uh, paying, trying to pay attention when I watch a PG-13 movie to where they use their one fuck. Yeah, yeah. And there's a movie called Sugar and Spice uh, from the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, it's about yeah. a bunch of uh, cheerleaders who become bank robbers. I don't know if you remember this. Is, uh, I, remember, I remember the um, trailers for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? From Mina America? Savari? Yeah, um, she's in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Sean Young plays one of their moms. Uh, and anyway, there's a part where they're trying to figure out how to rob banks, so they all like decide to watch movies to f- like so one of them watching point break one of them mm-hmm. watching reservoir dogs and something when they're comparing notes at the end one of them there's the one girl who's like the goody two shoes and she like starts talking about this movie with don nuts and mina savari's like you watch the apple fucking dumpling king <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great uh, that's awesome yeah that's that's a good one i know we're wrapping up uh, yeah we gotta I'd wrap like up to just real quickly talk about uh, jerry lewis because we're talking about film comedies oh, yeah. He made his first movie in 1949, My Friend Irma, if I'm not mistaken, and his last one just a couple years ago, right? Yeah. The Max Rose. That's a pretty long oh, that's run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. a pretty long run for, for anyone. Um, and throughout that time, he never admitted that women could be funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> He did say one unfortunate thing. Many, many times. He <laughs> said one true. thing that is repeatedly. Not he said it just that one time in Can Montreal. I, in defense of that, and he's number one, he's an old man. Number two, what he said is he said, I can't find them funny because I, f- he didn't, he, he say, I feel about them as baby makers. And I get that that's offensive, but he didn't say they weren't. He said, I can't see it that way, which I think is valid. It's just a way your damn brain works. It almost feels confessional. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I think the ladies man is brilliant. Uh, I think the ladies brilliant. man, that's your favorite Jerry Lewis. Brother. Absolutely. Uh, Tyler. Uh, it's tough because I, I never, re- talked, I never really liked, uh, the kind of the zany Jerry Lewis, uh, character, but I do love him in the King of Comedy. I think he oh, does yeah, nice. wonderful. Yeah. And it's all very small, incredible. Incredible. you know, and just like when he's being told, I, I, ah, such a great read. Like when he has to read like the cue cards, you know, and De Niro flips one and he just looks like that one's upside down. And he just says it so, like, with such disdain, disdain yeah, for this yeah. man. And, and oh, I love it. Cinderfella. Okay. okay. Cinderfella. Love that movie. 
So interesting. Now, me, I, I know it's boring. It's the, the nutty professor, obviously. <laughs> well, I, like I think Cinderfell and it sounds smart. It's the nutty professor. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both great. Yeah, nutty professor. The nutty is professor is amazing. And for the Martin and Lewis movies, which I've seen, I think, mm. of the 17, maybe 14 of them. Just oh, wow. I haven't seen. Um, the Stooge is my favorite. Hmm. No yeah. one's going to even know what that is. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen that one. I've seen At War with the Army, yeah, which is not good. Nutty Professor, by the way, makes my Apple Dumpling Gang point. Yeah. Like, I really wish that had never gotten remade. Never needed Although to. I do like oh, the remake. It's I fine. It but why? Because it's a different take on it. <laughs> here's, here's, okay, so. I really thought that, oh, we're going to disagree. We just really didn't. Let's end this podcast right now. <laughs> no, I've got something smart to say. Um, <laughs> it's about Field so of Dreams. It's, yeah, we're back to Field of Dreams. Look, I'm really, I'm writing a thesis on it. Um, what's interesting about the original Nutty Professor is that, like, the the buddy love character is a play on something that has to do with Jerry Lewis, which right. is ultimately Dean Martin. He's playing Dean sure. Martin. That is not true. He's a Dean Martin type, like a very suave. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Playing a, yes, yes yeah, a very suave type yeah. of thing. And what I like about the new Nutty Professor, I say that, you know, yeah. 21 years old now, but um, <laughs> what I like about it is that the buddy love there is also a play on something where he's playing the what at that time what we all came to see as Eddie Murphy overbearing and like at this point Eddie Murphy was not very popular his movies weren't doing very well and he was just seen as this egomaniac who's over the top and always trying too hard and That's it's a great it, point. it almost I don't know in many ways it almost seemed like the nutty professor is something he wanted to make and like this is how he feels like people what people want from him yeah. when in fact that's not all he is. All right, real quick. Favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Hmm. That's tough. That is tough. My, that is tough. I got mine. For my comedy, I know, but for the action one, it's tricky. My Coming gut to rea- America. Okay. Yes. My yes. gut reaction when you said that was 48 Hours. Ooh, great movie. Yeah. Wasn't I, supposed to be in it. Recasted. Perfect, beautiful thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember thinking he's pretty good in Beverly Hills Cop, but I think probably yeah, coming to America. Coming to America is amazing. Right? So amazing. good, amazing, so good, amazing. Oh, oh shit! That. Sorry, uh, Pluto Nash. What am I thinking? Oh, 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 thinking? Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Let's... Thanks for having us on the podcast. <laughs> we appreciate. We had a great time. I as well had a great time. Yeah. Thank you very uh, much. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you at home for listening for 550 weeks in a row. I'm assuming you've listened to every 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 single one. Uh, real quick. Uh, you can find us at BattleshipRetention.com. We talked about it at the top, the fantasy award season stuff that's up there. Uh, all kinds of other stuff is going on. The site has been newly redesigned. Um, you can email us, Dave, at com if you have uh, uh, questions for us. We do a video mailbag segment every once in a while called Ask BP. You send those to me. Uh, Tyler at Tyler, Tyler at Uh I'm on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Tyler's at Tyler Pretension. Uh, also, Tyler has another podcast real quick. It's called More Than One Lesson. What's going on over there? Uh, we did just record an episode about Darren Aronofsky's mother. Okay. Um, and the companion film, Verkmeister Harmonies. So it's a dense episode um and you guys uh let's go alphabetically jim uh where can people find you uh who is this now uh me and tom griffin are still doing that podcast uh check us out on Lipsin on itunes who is this now the premise is i have two guests it's a talk show on a fictional network i have two guests one is the comedian and two is a fictional improvised guest that i tell the comedian day of recording that they have to be as well <laughs> that sounds, so they're both my guests that sounds so stressful for that comedian and it is it's really a, it's a very little, funny little show and then um my youtube 
uh, series, Bath Talks. Please check it out. I talk about science and politics while I'm in a bath, and you get to see me in a bath, and you can see my farmer body. <laughs> uh, and and it's, it's fairly it, – there's an episode about – People who have struggled with depression and suicide, and and it's all very real. But also, I'm in a bath. So, and of Precisely course, I accurate. Suffer, and I will say, of course, I suffer from depression. I take baths, <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's going up. <laughs> I'll also be at the Torch Theater in Phoenix on Saturday, but I think it's too late. But anyway, yeah, it'll be up already. Having go have have already seen me. <laughs> uh, Wayne, people can take your class at USC. Hopefully what else? You'll be able to take my class at Ooh, USC. The comedy classes at UCLA are way better. <laughs> are writing the third comedy boom um, with uh, my Twitter is at Fetterman, and um, I have a no no movies, but three little parts on TV shows that are small. One is called Crashing, right on the home box office. One's called transparent hmm. on Amazon, which uh-huh. is where you can also get toothpaste. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I don't know, the third one is uh, 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 love, love. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a lot of, str- I'm now in the streaming world a little bit. Nice. And that's it. And then I'm going to, yeah, the, the, I think that's it. That's enough. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks uh, at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 